listening to Nightlight. Hi, and so great as always to be with you for another what I know will be a very inspiring edition of Nightlight because we're going to be meeting Ben Davidson and some of his family lifelines team who are speaking to me from Houston in Texas. Nightlight's interview of the week. Ben, welcome to Nightlight. So nice to have you on the show. Well, Simon, thank you so much for having us, having me, and it's really a pleasure to be with you here tonight. But our paths have crossed a few years in times past. We were together as part of a video production unit in Japan. That's right. Some 25 or more years ago. Was it that long? And then my son, Makuni, and I visited your mission there in Houston, Texas, about six years ago. And that was my first and only visit to the U.S., which is where you're speaking to me now from Skype. I can see your wife, Ruth, is also there with you. Hey, it's so good to see you guys again. It's really nice to see you too, Simon. That's great. And we've really enjoyed all of your nightlight shows and all the recordings that you have on your YouTube channel. Wow, it's just amazing what the Lord has done in your life and in your ministry. And it's always such a pleasure and a blessing to, to listen to your recordings and to be able to have this conversation too. Amen. Well, praise God. Ben, I'm very excited to have subscribed to your team's wonderful new YouTube channel, The Bible for You. And I'm going to ask you to introduce the channel to our listeners. But first, please could you give us a brief introduction to yourself, your team, your ministry there in Houston? Yeah, certainly. And uh, yeah, before returning to the United States, actually, and we are here located in the Houston area uh, in Texas. We've been here now for about 18 years, so oh, wow. since doing our missionary work, this location has been where we have worked more than any other place in the world. Prior to coming to Houston, we were in Brazil for eight years. We've been, of course, in many different places of the world, in India, the Far East, uh, the Middle East for four years. We had a ministry in Spain for eight years prior to that. But yeah, we were in Brazil for the last eight years before returning to the United States in 2002. Actually, in Brazil, we did have a film studio there, a production studio where we had audio and video recordings, and we were involved in doing Christian productions for children and for teenagers and for adults. Right. So when we moved to Houston, we came with the same vision, and that is to set up a filming studio, audio studios, to film some of the most exciting things that we could ever possibly think of filming, and that is documenting people's salvation testimonies and testimonies of faith, things that happen to people super uh, in their relationship with the Lord, with God, and with Jesus, since uh, a lot of the people that we have met have exciting stories about what God did in their lives, we just thought if we could document that and share that with the world through audio and video, that that was what we wanted to do. That's what we wanted to continue to do when we came here. I remember some years ago watching you and your team on YouTube driving around the U.S. in a bus. I think it was called the Prophet Bus. That's right. That seemed like a very exciting and adventurous ministry. Tell us about that. Yeah, well, when we moved here, uh, we we actually were given the use of a studio building, which was only about a mile, a kilometer and a half down the road from where we are here. 
And as we set up shop to film and record, we met some young people who wanted to get involved with what we were doing. They were actually the children of missionaries that we had known on foreign fields, and they wanted to become part of our production team. So as they joined our filming staff here, we had the idea of making some mission trips around the United States. We acquired an old school bus. We built that bus into a mobile ministry bus. It had a meeting room in it, and we had nine bunk beds, a bathroom in there. Wow. And we took that as far as to the west coast of the United States and tried to get it to the east coast also. We actually made nine mission trips. Wow. And on each trip, we took about 10 people, most of them teenagers, like 17, 18, 19, 20-year-old folks. And the purpose of those trips, of course, was to go out and tell people about Jesus, meet people, and give them the gospel. Super. But at the same time, to film our adventures. So we, we ended up having the adventures of the, the prophet bus, which we called it. We painted it red. And uh, you can still see some of that footage on our old YouTube channel, which is The Prophet Bus. So if you go to YouTube and type that in, you can see some of those adventures of the Prophet Bus that, uh, that we did. Sounds like it was a lot of fun. Something else I remember from your ministry was a series of skits that you filmed to go along with the 12 Foundations Bible course. Yes. Uh, you know, the 12 Foundation Stones, some of your listeners might already be, uh, you know, know about that online Bible study series, which is still out there. In 2007 and eight, while we were making the trips with the, the bus that we had, we were also doing a lot of filming of skits and music in our studios here, and we did skits that would complement that online Bible study series. You can see some of those skits also if you Google 12 Foundation Stones. We actually had another YouTube channel uh, and uh, called the 12 Foundation Stones, and we put those skits up there. But people would use those skits to, uh, they would mix them into their Bible studies at home. And those skits, each of them had a message that kind of coincided with the Bible class that was being taught. So we did quite a few skits. Uh, some of the well-known skits that we did were the box skit, which we filmed here in our studio. We did skits about witnessing, salvation, discipleship, and we tried to make them fun, enjoyable, and still, you know, to watch and still have a really good message that would inspire people to do what they saw being done in those skits. And that is to tell people about Jesus and to receive Jesus as their Savior. So yeah, we were we did a lot of those. They were a lot of fun. We had a we had a fifteen man crew uh, of actors and production people when we were doing those skits. My wife Sunshine actually is currently teaching a weekly Bible class to the young people on our tribal Bible studio stuff. And I'm sure these skits will be a great addition. We need to find those skits and dust them off. Yeah, we're dusting a few of those off and we're putting them up on our new channel, which you mentioned earlier in this interview, uh, our new channel being The Bible For You and our new website, thebibleforyou.com. That's all spelled out, Yes, thebibleforyou.com or YouTube dot com forward slash the Bible for you to get to our channel. And we put a few of those older skits that we did for the 12 Foundation Stone series. We dusted them off and we we put them back up into our current channel, the Bible for you. You can find some of them there also. We're going to continue adding some of those old skits to our new channel, the ones that we feel 
are up to date and appropriate for our viewing audience today. Nightlight. Last time I saw you around six years ago, we enjoyed a wonderful fellowship with your crew there. And that included Jason Lawrence, who's always been one of my favorite singers and composers, whose songs I've played on my radio shows ever since the very beginning. And I believe he's still there on your team. That's right. He's running our audio studio here and still he's still singing and recording. And we hope maybe you'll have an opportunity to play a couple of his new songs even on this show. With music to calm and soothe your soul, you're listening to Nightlight. I remember when I visited you at that time, your wife, Ruth, was seriously ill with a very nasty strain of hepatitis, I think it was. Yeah, that's right. And she looked so weak and seemed barely conscious, it really looked certain that she was about to pass on and go and be with the Lord. That's right. You can see some of her new spots we're putting up on our Bible for You channel too, Ruth Davidson, my dear wife. The doctor said, sir, you should just take her home and let her die in peace, is what they told us in the hospital. But the Lord had another plan for her. And um, actually, she's right here behind me. If you'd like her to have a word, she could tell you about her recovery. Come on over here, dear. Hi, Simon. Hi, Hi Simon. Ruth. It's so nice to uh, be alive and here to speak with you. I do vaguely remember you being here uh, with me at that time. I was kind of weaving in and out of consciousness and awareness. And You uh, were. But it was just uh, very wonderful that you did – I do know you spent uh, – Quite a bit of time when you could have been out uh, enjoying the fellowship we were having out there in the back, but you had really um, spent a, a lot of really precious time with me, and I'm so, so very grateful for that. And uh, from all the reports I've heard afterwards, even the doctors baffled when they saw me walk into the office. <laughs> they they just couldn't even believe that I was still alive. And in fact, they even, they even said, look, well, now that you're here, we can tell you now we really did not think you were going to live. <laughs> wow. And so, uh, well, there's always the God factor. And I attribute it all to my loving Savior <laughs> and the prayers of all the brethren, for which I'm so, so grateful. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you so very much. for. I just really want to thank you all. Praise the Lord. It just means that if you're hanging on to the Lord and if, he, if, if, if it's not your time to go, you won't. You, you won't go until it is your time. Amen. And just one last thing I'll say is that I think you just don't really enjoy or appreciate health until you've known sickness. <laughs> thank you, Lord. Yeah, so anyway, thank you so much. Ruth, I wish our listeners could see you because you're looking so healthy and vibrant. How old are you now, by the way? Yes. I'm a very young 82 years old. Wow. She's going to outlive us all, Simon. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> and if you want to see... If you want to see Ruth for yourself, you have to go to our YouTube channel and watch some of the devotionals she's got up there. Yes. She's just in amazing health. And like I said a minute ago, she'll probably outlive us all <laughs> at the way she's going. But she's, she's very healthy and robust, and we, we're so thankful for that. Well, I'm always very encouraged when I see people who are older than me still healthy and going strong for the Lord. I'm 69. I find it hard to believe that. How old are you, Ben? 
I'm 72, Simon. That's right. I I hit the big seven. (laughs) So I'm 72, and uh, I'm looking forward to when I turn 80, because we all know that Moses didn't start his ministry until he was 80 years old, leading the children of Israel out of Egypt. So that always gives us... You can either look at King David, who died at the age of 70, or you can look at Moses, who started his ministry at 80, and choose which one you want to follow there. Yes. So uh, we're so thankful for our good health and the vision that the Lord has given us to continue spreading the gospel and winning souls for Jesus. Souls and disciples. Amen. Yeah, and just a side note, as far as Ruth goes, um, I'm sure you could dedicate an entire nightlight show to her testimony and all that she's been through as she, you know, she started her professional career as a in Las Vegas and went on to be one of the highest paid models in the United States in the early sixties. Wow. She rubbed shoulders with everybody from Frank Sinatra, Sammy Davis Jr., uh, the Rockefellers, and all the New York elite before. You know, before what happened to her with Timothy Leary, and I'll leave that for another time and another nightlight show for you, possibly. I feel all right when I'm listening to Nightlight. Nightlight. You're tuned in to Nightlight. Yes, you're tuned into Nightlight, and we're talking with Ben Davidson and team, speaking to us from Houston in Texas. Ben, the Bible for You YouTube channel is one of the main things I wanted you to share about on this program. But before we get to that, maybe you could tell us about, in recent years, you've survived there some pretty hairy natural disasters. We sure have. We went through the whole, actually it was a two-year period where Ruth was very, very ill And we pretty much stopped all of our production during that time. At that same time, we lost the use of our filming studio down the road because the man who owned that building, uh, it was actually the backside of a local church here. He sold the building. So we were stuck in the fact that we didn't have a studio to film in. And at the same time, Ruth was very sick. So we pretty much stopped our production for two years and when she started to recuperate, we started to the building of our brand new studio, which is sitting here on our property. And it took us about a year and a half to get the studio built and up and running. The month after we dedicated our studio, we were hit with a flood. It was, it was the result of Hurricane Harvey which was in 2017. Right. We were flooded with four feet of three and a half to four feet of water. It really devastated our home, our property here. We had to rip everything out of the studio and rebuild it, which took about a year. Gosh. Yeah, it was a big deal for us, of course. The Lord sent us many helpers, and we received a lot of support, for which we're very thankful for. Praise the Lord. However, just as we began filming and producing again, we were hit by another tropical storm. In 2019, we were flooded a second time with four feet of water from tropical storm Imelda. You can Google that if you want to see it. It was devastating. We were just set back for another whole year before we were able to start. We had to rebuild the studio a second time. My gosh. Lots of people said, hey, just pack up and go home, stop. But we fought, we fought through you know, we we seriously considered moving out of this location, but we have invested so much here, and we have such a facility to be able to do what we wanted to do in video and audio recording. Yes, that the Lord gave us the strength and the energy to rebuild, 
And so here we are. Uh, here we were at the beginning of 2020, and uh, we were ready to rock and roll with our brand new YouTube channel, which is The Bible for You. You know, during that time, we had different people come and visit. We have, we have been around the world filming Salvation Testimonies during that time. Uh, so we have stockpiled quite a bit of footage, which is going to be coming out on our YouTube channel, The Bible for You. Wow. And we were in communication with a young married couple who had been on the mission field in Mexico for almost 20 years. And, of course, that was with Peter Lynch and his wife, Lori, and their three beautiful children, Megan and Tanya and Mila, who seriously considered joining us and uh, joining forces with us and helping us in our productions. And so about a year ago, they made the, the leap from Mexico to here. And ever since then, they've been really instrumental in helping us push forward with what we're doing in film, in our film production. And our audio production also. Super. Without giving him a grand introduction, here now is Peter Lynch, another voice from our YouTube channel, and that is the voice of Peter Lynch. Here he is. You're right. It's Nightlight. Well, hi, Simon. Hi, Peter. Nice to talk with you and also to see you on the Bible for You YouTube channel hosting different segments. Tell us about the channel and what kind of content you're producing for it. Yes. So as you mentioned, we, we do try to do a Bible verse for the day. It's, uh, it's quite a, an endeavor. You know, we, um, we do all that we can. We uh, try to get uploads at least once a day, all of it Bible-based, because for, for me personally, I can, speak for, I can speak best for myself, although I know that we have a lot of shared goals here, but the Bible is so important and also so overlooked, even in the, the Christian world. That's right. There is such a need for interest in the Bible, interest in reading the Bible, and I believe interest in sharing the Bible with each other, talking about it, making it part of our, our entertainment, Absolutely. making it what we think about, and uh, making it the, the point of the things that we discuss with each other. So... Something that, that we have on our on our channel is the Bible for You podcast. It's a, a weekly podcast where it's quite simple, really. Someone joins me and we read and discuss a full Bible chapter. Terrific. And those discussions go all over the place. We have a lot of fun with them. We get emotional sometimes. A lot of a lot of the Bible it can be quite a uh, a tearjerker when when you realize you know how these people went through these things and what these prophecies are telling us and what's expected of us. These things are so beautiful, so much fun to get into, and uh, so we've just really made it the point of our channel to get into these things and edify each other and edify as many people as possible with the Bible. Sounds great, and listeners, please do go online. And check it out, and of course, also subscribe and share. There's so much. There's so much to do, as 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 you know, because you have done a lot of work in making Bible-based content available to the world. There, there's just there's just no limit, and and we hope to have fun with this and be edifying each other with this, and um, just just sharing the Bible for years to come. Because you know, something that the Bible teaches us a lot is that God expects believers to celebrate the word. He wants us to celebrate him. We're supposed to celebrate God, celebrate his laws, celebrate 
everything that he gives to us, he wants us to take that and celebrate that and have a culture based around a celebration of God. That's right. As far as human culture goes, our, our entertainment and our, uh, the things that we, we, uh, we share with each other and discuss and sing about and all that, it is supposed to be around the word. And so we'll be doing this for uh, as long as we can. Inspiring you to dig deeper into God's word. You're listening to Nightlight. Um, I would I would like to just say a little word about our profit bus that we had in years past. Yes. We are in the middle of revamping that bus, and that's going to be turned into a portable filming studio wow. that we want to take around specifically to film people's story, personal stories on how they met God, how they met Jesus. All of that material will be put up on our YouTube channel in the weeks and months to come. Super. So not only are we flying around the world to get exciting salvation testimonies for our channel, but we're going to be taking our bus out. We're going to repaint it. It's probably going to be white with clouds on it, kind of heavenly. Nice. And it'll be our Bible for you portable filming studio. So if any of your listeners out there want us to stop by with the bus and capture their salvation testimony, we'd love to do that. There's nothing more exciting than hearing how somebody actually had received Jesus. Yes, I've watched a few of the salvation testimonies on your channel, and they're very touching and also powerful. In planning this show, you mentioned that Peter could put together highlights from some of these testimonies, and we could include them as an audio in this show. Yes, that. so we'll be doing that for you, and uh, you could include them here in this show. Uh, some nice, really meaningful sound bites, moving, emotional sound bites of how God spoke to some of the people that we've interviewed over the past few years. It's always bright when listening to Nightlight. Nightlight. You're listening to Nightlight. Something else that you've lived through recently and which we were following closely on the news, as we know so many people in Texas, was the incredibly cold deep freeze that you went through a few months ago. That's exactly right. How did you guys survive? It was, it was, it was very severe and... Uh, you know, most of the people here know now, and most of the people in the United States, it just so happens that the state of Texas has its own independent energy grid, which is not connected to any place outside of Texas. So about five days before that freezing cold weather, it was coming from the Arctic, sweeping down into the United States. There were some very urgent warnings to get prepared for the freeze that was coming that we have never, ever seen anything like that before here. And it was going to be a, an extended freeze, and it did come. But because of the warning, we were able to stockpile enough wood. We have a wood-burning stove in our home, uh, which we used throughout the, that week of freezing weather. The weather dropped like about 10 degrees below freezing here or 15 degrees below freezing. Gosh. And the entire energy grid froze, and the entire state of Texas was pretty much without energy for almost a week. Now, what they did do is they were able to get some areas up and running, so they'd give you a few hours of electricity during the day. But we went for three days with no electricity. Thankfully, we had a gas propane gas stove, so we were able to cook. We had the 
the fireplace going, so we were able to be warm, and if, and if we had lots of blankets, so we were able to sleep through those cold nights and survive. Praise God. Funny enough, we had some family visiting our some of our grandchildren, and our children were here during that time, so they got stuck here during that time with us. Here in the home, we had 25 people in the deep freeze with us. So. You had some body heat. <laughs> so we survived that a lot better than a lot of people around us who were unprepared. Mm. But we had stored up like 100 gallons of water because the water was cut off because of the freeze. The big water facility here was contaminated, so you couldn't drink the tap water. And it was just kind of a lockdown with a lot of snow outside, something that is very, very unusual for this part of the world. Yes. You know, we're used to more of a tropical climate here, uh, like we're having right now, but a freeze like that, <laughs> very unusual. First time it ever happened to the state of Texas to that severe degree. Yeah. Well, it's good that you guys were prepared, and it's a good reminder for us all to be prepared for whatever natural disaster or emergency that could suddenly hit you. That's right. You better have that generator handy, So, um, which we have now in case we have a blackout again. But it's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it, that's for sure. And then, of course, you've also been through a crazy year of political turmoil. That's right, Simon. Um, we've never seen the political atmosphere as divided as, as it is right now in the United States. You have the very uh, conservative side on one hand, and you have the very liberal side on the other hand. And then you have kind of all the people in the middle, the silent majority. Now that Trump is no longer in the White House, the news cycle isn't as exciting or isn't as entertaining to watch. He was quite the entertaining character that everybody liked to watch. Right. But it's uh, a little more low-key now with uh, Joe in the White House. But yeah, things have been really exciting. Now the great divide here, which is emerging, uh, not between the Republicans and the Democrats, it's more between those who are vaccinated and the, the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. That is emerging as the great divide in the United States. So it's quite the controversial subject everybody's talking about. Elsewhere, it. too. You've, you've gone into shops where it says no shirt, no shoes, no service. Well, it might be pretty soon no shirt, no shoes, no vaccine, no service, or no mask, no service. So it's, it's really being discussed on the media, and everybody's talking about the vaccination and who's vaccinated, who's not. So it doesn't necessarily fall between the Republican and Democratic side here politically, although um, some people think that the Republicans are the ones who are anti-vaccine and the Democrats are pro-vaccine, but that's not really the way it works. So there are emerging these two groups of people, the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. Interesting. <laughs> and uh, if you ask me if I'm vaccinated, well, I will tell you that our my medical uh, information is personal and it's none of your business. So, <laughs> <laughs> Right. So that's where we stand on that. Ben, it seems from an outsider's perspective that in the U.S. now there seems to be a division between states like Texas and Florida who've pretty much thrown off the corona restrictions and other states where masks and social distancing are still mandatory. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Texas sort of led the way with taking the masks off and trying to get back to normal, which has been going on for the last couple of months. But the rest of the country is not far behind. Oh, good. Uh, pretty much everybody are fed up with hearing it every day on the television, 
covering their faces with the masks. I mean, the general feeling here is let's get back to life as it was before. Nevertheless, when you go out into the shops, you're going to here in Texas, you see about half of the people wearing masks and the other half not wearing them. Because even though you don't have to wear masks legally in the state of Texas right now, if you walk into somebody's store or business and they require you to wear a mask, well, they have the right to require their customers to wear masks when they walk in. As far as the vaccination goes, so far it's not mandatory. So we'll have to see how that all works out. If we need a passport, if you need to be vaccinated to get a passport and travel and all that, who knows, that might be on the horizon. Lighting your path through the end times. You're with Nightlight. Okay, well, enough on that topic. Let's return to something much more inspiring and helpful and soul-feeding, your new Bible for You YouTube channel. Anything more you'd like to share about it? Yeah, I think I just have to put an amen on what Peter said a few minutes ago, and that is our channel is all things Bible. We want people to realize that the Bible is the best-selling book of all time, not by coincidence. Yes. It is because it is God's love letter to mankind, and that when God created Adam and put him in the Garden of Eden, he didn't just plop him down there and, and Adam wakes up one day and says, where am I, who am I, what am I? But God walked with him in the cool of the day and filled him in on who he was and what God's plan was for mankind. And that plan, of course, was documented into this wonderful book we have called the Bible. So our channel is all about the Bible and all about inspiring people to read the Bible, to study the Bible, to memorize the Bible, and to share the Bible with others. Praise the Lord. That's so good. We're also working on the quality of our productions, the filming quality. It's been a battle with the lighting, the cameras, and all that. So we're just trying to bring it back up to the level that we know we can reach and that it'll be not only the content will be important, but it'll be uh, lots of fun to watch and, and see the people who are participating on our channel in living color. Well, another great thing about YouTube is that the algorithms are probably the best in the world at recommending your channel or individual posts to like-minded YouTube watchers anywhere in the world. I get so many encouraging comments from all corners of the world. Yeah, it's amazing. We're getting viewers from from even where you're living there. We've gotten quite a few... Uh, people from Uganda commenting on our channel. Oh, that's great. As well as Pakistan, the Middle East, and all kinds of far-flung places. So it's very encouraging. We have a guest tonight on Nightlight. Well, we have Jason here with us right now, Simon. And uh, if you'd like to have a word with him. Hi, Jason. So nice to have you on Nightlight. It was six years ago that I met you the first time when I visited Ben and Ruth in Houston, I feel like I've known you for a long time, though, because you've always been a voice on my radio shows right from the very beginning. Our listeners have always loved your songs, and if I were to make a top 20 of the favorite songs over the many years, I'm sure that a few of yours would be in there. You haven't recorded much in recent years, and I know that was because of an operation that you had that meant you could no longer play the guitar. Can you share with us the testimony of how you overcame that? and are playing music again now. Yeah, it was debilitating. It was a situation I had to go into the hospital for one of my valves where my heart is uh, needed some help. And they put me on a a different blood thinner 
called heparin, and my body had a ne negative reaction to it, and I got blood clots. So it went into the hand, my left hand. The end result was I ended up having to have partial amputation of my fingers, which made it very uh, impossible. I mean, I could have, you know, I could have learned to play slide guitar, bottleneck guitar. I even tried a uh, left-handed guitar. A friend of mine who owned a guitar shop here in Houston sells left-handed guitars, and he offered me one. And I sat there for a couple of hours, you know, trying to figure it out. But at my age, it was a little difficult to uh, relearn all those kind of things. So right. I went for the keyboard for the piano because when I started working with uh, Ben and Ruth, there was a, a piano in the living room that had been donated, and so I started practicing and working on that. And you never played piano before? Well, when I was a kid, my stepdad and I built a piano from piano parts. Really? So we had one, and I, I would basically play chords on it. Uh, but then the guitar became my my third arm. Yes. And so, uh, <laughs> so I carried that guitar with me everywhere I went around the world and sang to people in every corner of the globe. Wow. Many languages. Yeah, it was the, the guitar for me was a way to reach deeper into my soul, into my heart, and express to others the truths that I felt were important and and many times it converted people's hearts because uh, it's truly a, a unique language of its own. Music is, a, is its own language, and, uh, and it works. Amen. And then when this happened, uh, I thought, okay, oh, oh my. And at the same time, when they were doing the operation on me in the hospital, they accidentally touched my vocal cords, so I lost my voice at the same time. Oh, gosh. Of course, my voice is also one of my main instruments. And my wife was in the hospital with me, and the only way that I could ask her, you know, talk to her was, in falsetto. So I spoke to her like this, in falsetto. Oh, dear. You know, because I didn't have any normal voice. But uh, we really prayed very desperately, and my voice uh, returned. Thank God. So I, the, my speaking voice that you're hearing right now, this is the one I'm talking about, came back. And I had a couple more operations on my fingers. And one time I asked my, my PCP doctor, my regular doctor, you know, I said, you know, uh, my hands are in so much pain. My hand is in so much pain, you know, and, you know, especially, you know, after playing the piano. And he says, well, then stop playing the piano. Oh, my. <laughs> and I said, no, that's not going to happen. That's not, I'm not going to stop playing the piano. I can't do that. You know, that's the only thing I've got left. But the point, the point I'm making is, I guess, is that God gave me second chance learning to play. And so now that's my instrument, piano. And so here's the first of the new songs that Jason is busy recording. When I just heard it, I thought, hey, wait a minute, he's still playing guitar. And so I quickly WhatsApped him and Jason clarified that it is, in fact, a digital keyboard synthesizer that just sounds like a guitar. Such is today's technology. Anyway, here is Jason Lawrence with God Only Knows. First time you my way I wanted to run and hide But I knew I could not get away So I came to stand by your side I found 
right You can come on to talk to you and Ruth, Peter, and of course, Jason. And we'll pray for the success of the Bible for You YouTube channel and website that will reach many, especially in these crazy times when I'm sure there must be a great hunger for the Word of God. And Ben, if you, also Ruth, would like to visit us here in Uganda sometime this year, it would be great to host you. I'm sure there's a lot you can film and teach here, that's for sure. Okay, well, let's do that, Simon. I'm sure we can figure out when is a good time to come, and we'll make a, we'll document the trip and, and do have a fun time and do some filming at the same time and recording. Thanks so much, Ben. Lots of love to you also for my wife, Sunshine. God bless and keep you all. Thank you so much, Simon, for having us on your show. Uh, we always love listening to Nightlight. It's one of our favorite times of the week, every time you put a show out. And um, and thank you for putting that plug in for our YouTube channel, which is The Bible For You, and our website, thebibleforyou.com. God bless you. It's always nice speaking with you. Nightlight. You're listening to an international edition of Nightlight, shining God's love light to the world. All right. Well, we're going to go out with those salvation testimony sound bites that Ben talked about earlier and Peter has put together. And you're hearing short clips from the testimonies of Michael Antrero, also known as Jacob Cartoon, Andrew Contria, Fiona Spencer, Priscilla from Eastern Europe, and Anique Harper. 
He has a Christian friend and his Christian friend tries to get him to go to church and he doesn't believe in that. What do you believe in? He said, I don't know. I don't believe in God and, and my Christian friend comes and he's always condemning me for not going to church, not giving it a chance. I said, that's pretty hard. Uh, do you know what I think Jesus would do with you if he was here right now and he met you? You know what I think he would do with you? What? And I hugged him. I put my arms around him and I hugged him and he started crying on my shoulder. He said he never had something like that in his life. And I said, well, that's what Jesus did with me. Jesus hugged my heart and my soul. So, as I say, I just loved Jesus from, uh, from the time I was a kid. And so at the university, um, I started uh, writing themes, uh, theses about, about Jesus himself, right? And so I was very, um, very much already, uh, the Lord had already uh, brought me into that space where I was just thinking a lot about Jesus, right? And she said, um, I told him your story. I want, would you like him to give you a blessing before you leave? And I said, oh yes, that sounds lovely. <laughs> and so he, we went into this little church and he, it was just him there. And uh, he put his hand on my head and I could feel this sort of power coming through me. And he prayed for me, for my future. And, um, and then I left and started a new life with Jesus. And I was sort of like, you know, checking it out and kind of going slow. <laughs> but I was, I was really paying attention and everything. And so what happened was they were having this uh, meeting that night. And they were having this, and all of a sudden, it's like, it was just like the Holy Ghost just, just, you need to ask Jesus to come into your heart right now. And it wasn't like, you know, nobody, it was just like, it was just like, and so I, excuse me, excuse me. And I, you know, the meeting stopped and yes, yes. Uh, I'd like to ask Jesus to come into my heart. And so I went out in the middle of the floor and prayed and asked the Lord to come into my heart. And in the night, I woke up, I went down on my knees, and without ever hearing of such a thing, I prayed the salvation prayer, adding at the end that if there's any way the Lord could use my life, uh, that He would please use me and make me one of His children uh, who actually serves Him, not just knows about Him. And so I just sat there. My dad, you know, he asked me to get on my knees. They, uh, I had two other friends that came. They put their hands on me, and I said the sinner's prayer, I think is what it's called. And I just, it was, it was, it was like that exactly how it should have been. And that's when I accepted Jesus into my heart. That's when I got saved. It was on my dad's birthday, in a house, on my knees. And those were sound bites from the testimonies of Michael Antonero, also known as Jacob Cartoon. 
Andrew Contrius, Fiona Spencer, Priscilla from Eastern Europe, and Anique Harper. And the music, which I added, was by Jerry Palladino. And please do go to the Bible for You website or YouTube channel to see their full testimonies, plus many, many more. Well, that's it for this week. God bless and keep you all until we meet again next week for another international edition of Nightlight. Bye for now. Thank you.